comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Hope you're ready. It'll be here any minute. Is that a rifle? You don't know what a rifle looks like? It's just swords were your thing and guns were mine. But I guess we were both doing guns now. I just didn't know that. Well, that's intense. I see it within you. Fear. Jealousy. Betrayal. It is our duty to cleanse the universe of this weakness. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags, but that isn't true at all. Dude. Uh, I'm using my wrong eye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Comic Book Logic. I almost forgot the name of this podcast. We haven't done it in so long. Where where am I? Where, <laughs> why, is Joe, why is Joe crippled? Joe. <laughs> Joe, what's the matter with your back? I don't know. I I haven't slept in a week. <laughs> yeah. I haven't slept in seven weeks, to, yeah. be, to be precise. Oh yeah, that's uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin has has new child. I broke my back. I think yeah. we're about even when it comes to pain. <laughs> Unrelated incidents. Yeah, <laughs> your broken back has little to nothing to do with my seven week old son. However, I have had a chance to see like a bajillion movies in my time lying on a couch watching yeah. and doing absolutely nothing. I thought that I would get to watch more things, but it's mostly me pausing things and yeah. then forgetting. And then TV is much better with a new baby. Yeah, TV shows. That's, yeah, yeah, that's been pretty much it. We 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 we're rewatching. Uh, we blew through pretty much all of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, good one to rewatch because I can come in and out of that. Exactly. There's no, uh, like, commitment. My wife has been watching Gilmore Girls for the first time, which oh. I cannot stand. Yeah? Oh, they talk so fast. What if we just talk like this throughout the entire podcast? Oh, they're, they, it's, no one talks like that. No. No one talks that fast or that cleverly. Well, we try. Exactly. We try, and it and, takes us forever. And it ends up being Simpsons quotes. The cleverer we try to be, the <laughs> slower we talk, because we're like trying to remember, what's, it, what's, that, what's that reference I want to make? <laughs> what's that thing? Rob Paulson. That's right. Rob Paulson <laughs> is the voice. Wait, we have to circle around and be meta and reference our own references. This is the problems with late-stage capitalism, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a Gilmore Girls thing going on right there. All yeah. right. So um, we're, today we are reviewing a brand new spoiler heavy review just like we did in our last one you know six seven weeks ago for logan <laughs> back when my life was simpler and more beautiful and serene back when i could walk um we are going when you could walk i could sleep yeah life wasn't terrible yeah pretty much um we're going to review guardians of the galaxy volume two or yes. vol two I the think squeakwell the squeakwell <laughs> Everything is a squeak wool. Yes, this one all Until further. Notice. David Cross also hates this movie. <laughs> um, look that up if you ever see David Cross talking about the Chipmunk movies. Yes. Hysterical. Yeah. Um, but no. So we're gonna start off this podcast like we start off every podcast. Kevin, Mister Blue Sky, please tell me why you went away for so long. Uh, no, 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 no. No movie can be all bad if it has if it has yellow in it. Yes, just that's just a rule. <laughs> Um, what did you know about Ego, the living planet? <laughs> well, it's Ego! All, 
the living planet. It's all, it's all in the name there, isn't it? <laughs> planet who's alive. Yeah. Looks like Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, ego is just his actual uh, secret identity. When he takes off the glasses, he becomes super ego. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clever. I worked on that joke. I wrote it down. <laughs> I saw you looking at your hand. I was trying to figure out what you were doing there. I'm tired yeah, of people making fun of my large hand. <laughs> the first such incident occurred in October of 19. Murray. Murray. You you are uh, elf. It's <laughs> one of my favorite. <laughs> um, no, Ego: The Living Planet is actually a Marvel comic staple. First debuted in Thor one thirty two as a cameo in one thirty three, and his first full appearance as a giant floating planet that had the face on it. And how almost, does, wait, how does a how does a living planet cameo work? <laughs> Just like, hey, hey, Thor, he walks by. Um, <laughs> Did that planet just say, hey? Usually, okay, so in, in comic books, when I say cameo, it's usually, like, on the the way that they used to do it, it's, like, on the last page, they would always have, like, something in the shadow, and it would be, like, you know, oh, uh, yes. it would be, like, Captain America doesn't know what he's got coming, and then it's, like, yeah. it's like who is this mysterious villain? Find out next month in, in Captain America 28, and then you come next week, and it's, like, a, a, a Nazi werewolf. And you're like, oh, it's the Nazi werewolf. Yeah, okay. That, then that's the cameo first appearances in the shadows. So that's like with Ego, it would be like Thor would be flying through outer space, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, hey, does that planet have a mustache? And then he'd look, and he'd see like a planet with a mustache, and everybody and they'd be like, tune in next month to find out why this planet has a mustache. And then next week you'd be like, oh, it's Ego, the living planet. This makes total sense. Yeah. Um, Durr. So that was in 1966, created by J- uh, yeah, uh, Jack was. Kirby and Stan Lee, of course. Yeah. Um, t- t- high on everything. Oh my god! If you actually read like his idea of how Ego the Living Planet came about, it is is bonkers. It's just like, uh, let me see. Um, uh, I, I have it written down here. It's like, oh, I felt somewhere out in the universe, the universe becomes denser and turns liquid, and that in this liquid there was a giant multiple virus. And if it remained isolated for millions and millions of years, it would begin to evolve by itself, and it would begin to think. Sure. What drugs was he on? All of them. I mean, like, I could come up with the idea of a living planet. I play Dungeons and Dragons. I've seen lots of crazy stuff. It's, but, I mean, like, to think of, like, liquid... In the middle of the galaxy, there's a planet that's formed in a liquid part of the denser galaxy. Like, Stan. Yeah. Man, I, we get it. You don't have to. You don't have to justify this to us, okay? You're writing a comic book. Like whenever, like I hear these comic book guys come up with these, like these these grand ideas of how they came up with like this philosophical. It's like, dude, we get it. You're stretching. You have to come up with like twelve comic books a month. You're writing. <laughs> you're writing right. twelve comic books a month. You could come up with something cool. You know, it's, yeah. it's fine. But that is that's, la- 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 ladder man. He yeah. is uh, ladders powers. Iron Man has climb. a villain named Stilt Man, just so you there know. There you go. See? Yeah, exactly. He's like, Stilts! I went to the circus once. <laughs> clowns. Guys on stilts in a parade. Um, but yeah, that's the ego that we see in the comic books has pretty much nothing to do with the ego that's in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Aww. movie. Um, he's mostly just like this cosmic entity. Usually he shows up in cosmic stories like Guardians of the Galaxy or Annihilation, Conquest, things like that. You'll see Ego pop up, Thor, uh, Fantastic Four. He, he usually will come into uh, into conflict with 
uh, Galactus. He's not really a villain or a hero. He's just kind of like a living planet. There's not much you can do with that. <laughs> All right. First you flick this switch, then this switch. That activates it. Then you push this button, which will give you five minutes to get out of there. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately, and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. That's right. I'm Groot. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone! Try again. Hmm. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. Oh, that's exactly what you just said. How is that even possible? Which button is the button you're supposed to push? Point to it. No! All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Electric Boogaloo, which was not in this movie, should have been. There was no Electric Boogaloo reference, which I was waiting for. Yeah. Starts off with a wonderful... Everything that we feared Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 would be. Actually, I shouldn't say it. It starts off with a de-aged Kurt Russell because now it's mandatory in every Marvel movie to have a de-aged actor in it. Yeah. Um, that was weird. And it's weird, too, because Kurt Russell doesn't look that old to begin with. Like, he's, he's, he's aged very well. Sure. Yeah, for, you know, a guy that was in Disney movies in 1948. If they, di- if they do, right. If they know? dyed his hair and had him shave the beard and didn't film him any close-ups. Yeah, use some Lucille Ball mame style, like Vaseline on the camera lens. Right, exactly. He'd look fine, yeah. yeah. yeah but it, no, they've got to CG it because everything was cg Everything is CG'd. Um, back in 1980s Missouri, you know it's 1980s because it's the old Dairy Queen. Oh, and sure. And they're listening to Looking Glass. Yes. Which is, by the way... Brandy, you're a fine girl. One of my all-time favorite songs. It's a good song. And I was turned on to Looking Glass, Brandy, by Thomas Lennon uh-huh. of Reno 911. Uh-huh. There was a great... I think it was a Doug Loves Movies where he goes into this epic tirade about how that song has the greatest opening of all time, like where he's just like, Now's a place on the western shore. It's yeah. like if you do it just like you could do Looking Glass perfectly, just by like kind of slurring the words. It's an amazing bit if you can find it. All right. Which I was like very happy to see that, that in this movie. Uh, you know, it's an old Dairy Queen, and he's planted something, and he's with Star Lord's mom, and then he's yes. like, and they're like, oh, I hope that comes into play later. <laughs> I have a feeling we're seeing this for a for reason, reason. <laughs> not just padding. Yeah. Uh, not just padding, because trust me, this movie doesn't need any more no. padding. Um, then we, 34 years later, we're on the planet of the Sovereign. Yeah. And the Guardians of the Galaxy have been hired to fight a worm. Yes. And we don't actually see the fight with the worm because we see the baby Groot <laughs> dancing for three minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds as Mr. Blue Sky by ELO plays. Yes, they, they, they brought a speaker because... I don't know, I guess that's what I would do. It's like you've got to have jams while you're while you're fighting. Well, and I actually kind of liked it because it's Rocket is putting it together and they're like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "Well, Star-Lord wants it." And we're yeah. like, "No." He's like, "No, I I don't think this is a good idea." <laughs> and of course, you know, it's it's clever because it gets a lot of that baby group crap out of the way really quickly yeah. for the little kids so they fall asleep halfway through the movie. They're going to be like, okay, at least I saw the baby dancing Groot, because that's what my daughter did. Sure. (laughs) Um, And, you know, that introduces it. And, of course, they beat the monster. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's fun. Yeah. And Rocket steals some batteries and upsets uh, Elizabeth (laughs) Debicki's the Sovereign. He steals the MacGuffins. Yeah. 
Elizabeth right away. Yeah, immediately. Right, right away, and we're like, oh, I wonder if those batteries are going to be important later on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're going to keep mentioning them. Well, that's one thing I do like about this movie is I think that the script was fairly tight in that the everything that there was nothing that was kind of like superfluous. Like everything that they kind of introduced came back later on, and I think that was kind of yeah. that was kind of important. I mean, one of the the themes of this review is going to be that. Um, uh, uh, what is it exactly? It's this movie is incredibly small for being as grand as it is. Hmm. Like when you distill it down, it's a very very small movie. Yes, S- simple. Oops, yeah. punching my microphone. Um, simple and fairly quick. I mean, I guess it's it's long because they're all long now. But it's um, only, it's only like two hours though. Two, I think it was two eighteen, two fifteen. Was it? Yeah. So uh, I mean, it was I believe the, the last fifteen minutes was all of the post credit sequences. sequences. So we'll yeah. get to that later. But uh, yes. Uh, I agree with you. Very, this very straightforward. Yeah, there's, and I think that's kind of in the vein of the first one. Like the first one is I th- when I was re-listening to our review, of the first one, my my big like thing I liked about it was that A led to B led to C led to D. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of leaps of logic of how to get to places. This movie is very similar in that. So you know, rocket steals the batteries. It upsets the sovereign, which is this race of like incredibly tall gold people it's like donald trump's wet dream is what it is it's it's like (laughs) six foot three blonde people who are made of gold that is like yes that is everything that he wants mar-a-lago to be um (laughs) and they get upset because they're saying donald trump is goldfinger (laughs) gold he kind of looks like goldfinger a little bit (laughs) a little bit yes Uh, just you know he's a fat overweight south african guy yeah yeah um (laughs) obviously and I like I like the scene too because it's like, oh, you can't upset these people because the punishment for like insulting them is death. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who's going to insult them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was something that was a little. Uh, I was listening to to someone talking about it, uh, and and they said that it was it was like, it was like a like a second to it was like a second behind the audience like the movie was like there was so much of that where it was very obvious where a lot of the jokes were gonna go yeah and it wasn't not just in the way where you're like well they stole those batteries those are gonna come into play but like we better not insult these guys and they again they're getting that out of the way but there was still a lot of that where you're like yes no this is all going to keep happening yeah um, and so, as the guardians are are leaving the the sovereign planet, the sovereign's like little like video game race cars are chasing after them, shooting them. <laughs> like, pew, 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 right. pew. They're all in like an arcade. Yeah, and it's, it's making like, old timey like, arcade, arcade noises. noises, which was I thought was clever because yes. I think there was a natural inclination to make the arcade joke, like oh they're living in an arcade, they're playing in an arcade. What the hell's going on? But to have the arcade noises just kind of puts another layer on top of it, which I like. Yeah. And it also takes the piss out of, like, this grand sovereign race. Like, you can't take them very seriously as a villain because they're so nonsensical, like, playing yeah. in their little arcade. Um, and eventually they manage to uh, yeah, trap, get them entrapped because they, they have to fly through an asteroid field and oh, rocket yeah. and Star-Lord can't figure out who's who's more in charge or right. something like that which is by the way another pl- a plot line that's completely unresolved in this film yeah they never go through it no. which i thought was kind of shitty or <laughs> kind of crappy because <laughs> they um they they set it up like it's going to be like this plot point like the this conflict between rocket and star lord yeah and it never really pans no. out so i, I kind of wonder why they put that in there to begin with um they kind of do some stuff with rocket 
but it's that weird conflict with Rocket and Star-Lord that I thought was going to be the impetus. It turned yeah, out to be I something think, else. I think one of the problems that they did was... Um, Sort of jumping ahead a little bit, but as they crash, that leads to they crash on this planet. I don't yeah. know some planet, and they Marduk. split up. Marduk four. I don't it, know what. The, yeah, they split up and yeah. splitting up. I, don't, I mean, I I kind of understand that on some level, but you know the, the reason to watch this is the ensemble. Yeah, you're right. And you yeah. don't really. It was and the way they split it up. It was what it was like rocket and then baby Groot, which is fine. Yeah. And then that was it. It was just like the two of them, and then and everyone else went yeah, with Drax, Gamora, and Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. As they were flying thing. by, Kurt Russell showed up. He was and one he, inch tall. And he, he blows up all of the other... <laughs> I like that joke, too. Yeah. That was that was one of those good like <laughs> it was like well I guess I don't know it was like he was a one inch man it was like well I suppose was, if he was closer, was closer he would be larger <laughs> it's like yes that is how eyesight <laughs> works <laughs> um, so some good jokes there in reward for beating the alien on the sovereign planet they're uh, they're given Gamora's sister Nebula played by Karen Gillan from the first movie yes um, and there's a, a great three three time joke with that with that vegetable that that root that she wants to eat. She's like, I'm hungry. Oh yeah. And he's like, No, it's, it's not, not right. Ripe. And then does she does it again? And then finally she gets a hold of it and takes a bite of it and spits it out and goes, It's not ripe. I'm like, Ha Groucho Marx would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. So they they crash land on this planet. Um then Kurt Russell shows up and he's like, Hey, you're my son. Yep. And it's me, your dad, yeah. Kurt Russell. <laughs> I would be like, wait, you're my dad, Kurt Russell? Sweet! <laughs> Remember that time you were in big trouble in Little China? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and that guy got really fat and exploded. It was pretty cool. Remember that time that you were with the thing? <laughs> was, that, was that real? Was that... <laughs> Did the Chris Farley bit. <laughs> Overboard. Underrated, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, God, I love Kurt Russell. Sure. Uh, yeah, he shows up, and Kurt Russell is is fun in this movie. Like you, he generally for a while. Yeah, he generally for a bit. Yeah, he brings like a glow to the movie of like you're like Kurt Russell, and everything feels warm. You're, like you feel like you're in the womb when you're around Kurt <laughs> Russell in a movie. It, you just <laughs> I feel suppose. yeah, because you're just like nothing could be really bad when Kurt Russell's in a movie. Mm. I just rewatched Escape from New York during my. You know, prolonged exposure on the yeah. couch. That movie still holds up. It's a not uh, nonsense movie, but it holds up. I do still like Escape from New York. Escape, Escape from L.A., on the other hand, yeah, does not make bit. me feel like I'm in the womb. No. But Kurt Russell still makes you feel like you're in the womb. Yeah. Just, that movie doesn't. Right. <laughs> Bruce Campbell shows up as the Surgeon General of L.A. Um. So, yeah, and he's like, well, let's go... You know, I'll take yeah. you to my planet. I have a planet. It's basically I'm a god, and I have a planet, yeah. and it's awesome. And I have this 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 weird, you know, uh, bug lady that's next to me named Mantis. Yeah, I can't pronounce her last name. Her first name is Pom, the actress. Oh yeah, no, I, I have I'm not no even, idea. I'm, who I'm she not even is. attempt to say she's a French Canadian actress. Sure, um, she's very funny in the movie. Yes. Um, she plays up a, a, a very well. Like she's an empath, so she can mm-hmm. feel people's emotions. Like you just saw in the preview, and I hate it when I'm in the theater and they're doing that joke that we saw in the preview that got the laugh. Yeah. And people are laughing in the theater, and I'm like, "You have all seen this joke in the trailer. It shouldn't be that funny to you." <laughs> How dare you laugh more than <laughs> once at a thing? 
Well, it's not that you just laugh more than once, but I mean, there's a difference between the first time you watch it going, ha, 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 and the second time you see it, like in the theater, you're going like, ha, yeah, that was funny when Maybe I saw it Maybe they didn't see it. I, I don't know. I try to avoid I haven't watched many of the new trailers, so uh, gonna, I'm trying to We're going to go over that later. I know. You'll have to explain them to me. <laughs> you'll have to recap them to me. <laughs> well, David Lynch is redoing Twin Peaks. And, uh, <laughs> so they go, so I don't know why they really split up. Like, how come Rocket and Groot and Nebula doesn't go with... I mean, I know why they do in the plot, because he's yeah, you fixing need, the spaceship, yeah. but I don't know why they wrote that in. Yeah, that was, it was a, it's a really weird kind of sticking point with me, because I'm just kind of like, well, what what's going on? I don't know yeah. if those characters... I don't know if that worked separately. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if any of Plot-wise, that Plot-wise. And I'm, I'm saying, like, in the, in the actual, like, writing of the plot. Right. I don't... I'm, like, that felt kind of forced. Like, there was no real reason for them to do it. Because we know what the reason why they do it is because the Sovereign hires uh, Yandu. Yes. Michael Rooker. The return of Michael Rooker. Who I'll get into a little bit with in a second. Steve Gunn favorite. No, James Gunn. James Gunn. Sorry. <laughs> Steve Gunn. Sorry. <laughs> Steve Gunn. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, he hi- uh, the Sovereign hires the Ravagers to get the Guardians of the Galaxy you know, kill them with a million dollar bounty and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yondu is on this ice planet and uh, uh, Stallone shows up. Yes. As uh, I think his name is is Stakar, but it's Starhawk in the comics. Ah. Um, well, it's Staker is the, um, every time I hear Staker, by the way, in the movie, when you're talking about it, I keep on thinking of P.S. Taker from, uh, from uh, Hot Fuzz. Like P.S. Ah. Taker, Piss Taker. I get yes. it. I'm taking the piss. Uh, he's like, Sorry, Mister Taker. Uh, but yes, he's he's Starhawk is his name. One of the original members of the Guardian of the Galaxy in the comics. Why? That's why. It's, and it turns out that Yondu was kicked out of the Ravagers. We didn't know this because he was helping transport kids to Ego. Yes, and uh, so that's against the rules. It's against the criminals. Rules. The code. I am the law. <laughs> He, he takes him to... Uh, I am the scuff law. <laughs> scuff law. That's a good word. Scuff it is a good law. law. Doesn't get the word. Um, doesn't get used enough. So Yandu, of course, takes all of his Ravengers to the planet that, you know, uh, Groot and uh, and Rocket are on and Nebula. And, you know, Rocket's able to hold most of them off, but, you know, to the very end, the Nebula shoots Yandu, blows off his fin that's on the top of his head, and there's a mutiny. Yes. The the Ravager because he didn't want to old pirate space space pirate mutiny yes space pirates great movie ice pirates that's what I'm ice thinking. pirates yes yes no, not to be confused with space mutiny made famous by <laughs> mystery, mystery science, science theater, theater one of our favorite episodes yeah. not a great movie terrible but a great episode of that show um <laughs> beef ham fist <laughs> <laughs> what movie he was in Barbarella wasn't he I think so yes, yeah that was the movie uh-huh. that we did that had him in it yep um. So, you know, the Ravagers, that they mutiny because Yondu didn't want to destroy, didn't want to kill the Guardians of the Galaxy. He wanted to take right. the batteries and sell them. The Ravagers had had enough. They're like, well, we're going to mutiny. Taserface yeah. mutinies. Taserface. They yes. make fun of his name. Yes. With Nebula also helping out with the mutiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Sean Gunn uh, helping out as well. Right. Yeah. That's where we get the two separate plots. Because on the one hand, we have... Uh, yeah, this is where the second kind of B story happens with Yandu, where he we figure out why he's so um, uh, paternal towards um, 
Star Lord, right, because yeah. not only did he figure out that, well, you know, spoiler alert, Ego has killed most of his progency. Uh, he also, you know, once he took him under his wing, is, has had become Star Lord's father, and we kind of find that out at the end over a T for Tillerman song. Um, yes. So, meanwhile, back on the Ego's planet, uh, Star Lord finds out that Ego is a celestial. Yeah. Uh, one of these, you know, gods of the galaxy yeah. who is um, wants to spread his influence all over the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, he really, he, he, he did not have just one Earth yeah. baby. He had lots he of had Earth babies. Babies all over the galaxy. None of them turned out right. No. Until Star Lord. Until Star Lord. Because He's got he, the power. He, yes. Uh, <laughs> I got the power. <laughs> CNC Music Factory. Um, yeah, they have a couple clever, clever moments. Like, there's there's a lot of talk of like, I never got to play catch with my father, and they're able to play catch together. Yeah, yeah, it's Ugh. it's pretty fun. Um, a lot of that bonding stuff on this huge CG planet, ridiculously CG. Oh my set. god. Everything had to be CG. It was everything. It was bad. Like the amount of CG in there. I looked like that looked too video gamey to me. Yes. I thought of that too. I thought of when we described the Hulk uh, <laughs> movie as being too video gamey. Yeah. Uh, that's what's happening here, unfortunately. Yeah, it was too much. It it, it took away from the whole ego, the living planet thing because you were like, "Oh, this is this is too this is too much. This is too much." Um, Mantis tries to warn them about what's going on. Yeah, she kind of becomes friendly because she doesn't have any outside friends. She was found in a larval stage, right, and abducted by ego. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I also found that kind of weird that no one questioned that. Yeah, lots of decision. so yeah, Drax and Mantis have sort of a funny sort of back and forth banter and then there's the uh the uh peter quill and gamora kind of will they won't they and yeah, they the get sam, to make sam and diane they meant to make cheers and like moonlighting references my to favorite each part other. of that is is at the end when she gets finally frustrated and she's like i don't know what cheers is <laughs> yes exactly. which is exactly like kevin like that because that's how most of the conversations with his wife ends <laughs> right. she's like i don't know what Lestrada is kevin <laughs> yeah you do we watched it like three times. I don't <laughs> care enough to remember. That's how most conversations with my wife goes. <laughs> um, and and you know, Nebula is able to. Um, she gets a ship on her own, and she goes and tracks down Gamora because she wants to kill Gamora. Yes. It turns out that then in their backstory, uh, Thanos would make Gamora and Nebula fight, and every time Nebula lost, he would take like a part of her: her hand, her arm, her brain, her eye. And replace it with a robot part. So yeah. that's why Nebula hates it's kind Gamora. of silly. I guess. Very I'm, silly. Negative reinforcement does not work. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know if Thanos has ever read any educational uh, literature. <laughs> Thanos needs some parenting books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. Yeah. yeah it's like Thanos. <laughs> I should be like Dr. Phil. Now, Thanos. <laughs> Negative reinforcement does not work with your daughters. Now, don't piss on me and call it sunshine, Thanos. I know better. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah. So, Thanos is. Uh, so Thanos did that. So, she wants her revenge. But then, you know, they, they fight it out a little bit and they hug. And yeah. then it's all right. And then they discover the Room of Bones. <laughs> the room, they're like, oh, no. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> there should not be a Room of Bones <laughs> here. <laughs> and then they go get Mantis and they're like, hey, what's with the bones? It's a lot of bones. 
And they're like, yeah, I was going to tell you about the bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell this guy about the bones. And then I didn't tell him about the bones. But I'll tell you about the bones now. <laughs> Mantis is like, this is the room I go to cry. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, and Quill, uh, Star-Lord Peter Quill is, is, is actually kind of... Um, Buying along with a lot of yeah, the celestial he's, stuff. He's getting into it. He's like, this is cool. I have powers. Yeah. My dad says I'm immortal. Me and my dad had a catch. <laughs> yeah. We got to go have a catch with a, with a ball of light, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it was neat. And he's going along. He's He can see, and his mind is opening yeah, to the possibilities. There's one catch, though, is why did his dad leave his mom? Why did, right. start, why did, why did Ego leave his mom? Um, and he, he, Ego tries to skirt it, and he skirts it, and he skirts it, until eventually he lets slip that... You know, he's the one who gave the mom the brain tumor. <laughs> Which hardly seemed necessary. It was like, you could just not go back. Yeah. And if you wanted to kill her, he could have just killed her. Why yeah. would he kill her in this horribly slow way? Uh, you know, the the mind, the mind of gods is not for us to question, Kevin. Yeah, I guess so. He is yeah. a living planet. And that, that was great. <laughs> he is a living planet. Carrying oh. the bones of his children <laughs> around in him. Yes. Oh, on him uh, in yeah, on yeah but the, the great thing is is that once he says it to star lord star lord doesn't even question he just pulls out a gun and shoots him like <laughs> multiple times. right he's just like oh uh, i will destroy you now and that's when the movie becomes the last 30 minutes is nothing but people screaming at each other yeah there was so much yelling <laughs> yeah it was a lot of that at actually what happened when i saw it now uh, i know you you got to see it at uh i saw it twice uh, so you it. saw it twice you can see it uh, at a drive-in also uh we saw it the <laughs> night before at the drive-in which is a place that you can see a movie with a, a newborn and 12 year old smoking and what happened was a lot of flip-flops <laughs> yes uh oh people were wearing things on their feet yeah well at least you got that i got a lot of bare feet uh gray bare feet um i think what happened with mine was uh right around that point in the movie i think um somehow we got uh the the movie got turned off and then what we were watching instead was someone playing the guardians of the galaxy volume 2 video game oh okay so i thought that we were watching the movie and then all of a sudden we were watching the video game um because there's no way that was the last 30 minutes of that movie there's no way cut back to b plot (laughs) rocket and yondu are in a cage when baby groot is being tortured (laughs) but he's too cute to kill yeah, he's okay to torture. Right. Um, they're able to escape while listening to oh oh what's the song? Um, uh, come a little bit closer. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I don't write every yeah. every it's eight another, minutes. There was it's a pop another song, great so. one. While uh, yeah, while watching that movie, I kept on saying like, stay tuned to Dick Beyondy here on Oldies one hundred four point three here in <laughs> right. Chicago. Uh, yeah. That's a local reference for you guys mm-hmm. out there. Uh, that's that used to be our old oldie station. But yeah. that come a little bit closer. Also another great song. And a great sequence, too. I thought it would played out very well, very well shot um, with, you know, Rocket and Yandu bonding over the fact that they're killing everyone. People who were previously Yandu's friends. Yeah. Like, about a day ago. Yeah. Quite the body count in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marvel movies aren't necessarily known for that. Well, but, no, they, uh, they're known for killing things that don't have sentient life. Right. This movie. And at first, they were doing that. They were like, oh, no, these guys aren't actually there. They're the like, room. no, you're not killing anyone. They're, they're remote. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, this is fine. Then they're just blowing up their, their yeah. equipment. And then 
like 50 people died, <laughs> including Steve Agee while drinking a beer. <laughs> Steve Agee was in this movie. I, I keep on forgetting about that. Every time I'd see Steve Agee show up, I'm like, who casted Steve Agee in this movie? It's very odd. Um, you know, it's, it's James Gunn, so I'm assuming that they probably knew each other. But I kept on wondering, like, when Rain Wilson is going to show up in this movie, because right. I know he's worked with, with James Gunn before, and I'm kind of yeah. wondering when that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, a lot of the other people who generally work with James Gunn have shown up in other mm-hmm. in other Marvel movies already, so it would be interesting to see what, what's going to go on there. Um, but yeah, so they ended up they they kill all the other Ravagers, then they take a ship and they go to rescue Star Lord. Who mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know why. Oh, it's because Yandu knows what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, and he He's gets like, a new. Oh, he goes bad news. He's he gets gonna... his new fin, which looks more like the comics fin. Ah, yeah, that's the reason why they did that, so he could look more like he does in the comics. Sure. And, yeah, and and Groot, it's funny because Groot doesn't know what a fin is, ah. and they got to explain it like thirty times in a joke that went on way too long. <laughs> it just kept happening. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. It was. I don't really mind it that much. It just it went on far too long. Yeah, and it that, was funny. It was like oh, he want he he thinks he won't. He thinks you want him to wear it as a hat. <laughs> he does not want to wear it as a hat. He doesn't like it. Doesn't trust hats. <laughs> Take it off and everyone's head's weird. <laughs> it's just it's a weird bit that I kind of liked, but I was just like it's, yeah. it's, it's already gone on way too long. Um and then of course, you know, Taserface gets his comeuppance as the ship explodes. Yes. They 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 go down to the rescue Quinn and they they take this little mining ship and they're like, "No, we got to tunnel to the center of the pl- of ego and put a bomb on his and blow up his brain." Yes. So they try doing that and then, you know, then the the sovereigns show up in more ships and you're like, "But I thought their whole armada got destroyed in the previous act." And you're like, "Oh, nope, we got to have the nope. third, got to have they another got, armada they got in the more third armadas. act." Yes. Yeah. Yeah, more armadas. So just more. <laughs> yeah. We need more Elizabeth Debicki in this movie. I like her. She's like six foot three. Um, and they're 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 trying to drill it, and of course they get distracted and they can't drill it, so they got to send Groot in there with the batteries from the first act, from the yes, first scene or sure. second scene, and to to blow it up. And they have to go through that whole thing, which we also saw in the trailer of like, don't press this button. And yes, you know. oh god. That was another long one. No, but the best part about that was the tape part went on a little bit longer, yes. which was funny. Where it, you heard everyone, yeah. <laughs> him asking everyone individually Did if you they ask have Nebula? Tape. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Are you sure? Are you sure? Well, she was in the thing, and she was right next to Yandu. I would assume she would have said something. <laughs> my favorite part is, is when he gets a Drax, and he's like, yeah, scotch tape will be good. Well, then why did you ask about scotch tape right. if you didn't have any? <laughs> right. That'd be fine. I don't have any. Why would you bring it up? <laughs> It, that was yeah. that's stuff like that. That was new. Yeah, that's that was funny. But you know, once again, it's like people laughing at the. I'm like, like, no, don't press the button. I'm like, you guys have seen this before in the mm-hmm. trailers. And eventually, they're able to blow up the planet and escape. Yandu, uh, Yandu has to sacrifice himself to get Quill off the planet. Yeah, and that's when Peter Quill realizes that Yandu was really his abusive father. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's he was the abusive father I had all along. <laughs> It was weird. I wasn't quite. I, I, I wasn't quite. My abuse of blue father, who inexplicably has a southern accent. <laughs> Star Lord, Star Lord, Peter, you get your ass over here. Reach your tiny hand into there and steal that thing. Go out and cut me a switch. We're in space. Cut me a space switch. <laughs> 
Uh, and then they're yeah, you know, they go back to the ship and they play uh, T for Tiller. Oh, I told you about slamming that screen door. You know, cause, sorry, because Ego crushes Quill's Walkman. Oh, and they yes. give him a zoom. They give him a zoom. Great. Uh, I thought a great comedy bit for anybody that remembers what a zoom was. I think I do. <laughs> they remind- it was the would be com- Microsoft's would be competitor to the iPod. One of my favorite. Like this is what everyone's listening to. And it's like three hundred songs. And of course now we have all the songs in the world. One of my one of my favorite bits was from. Remember, you remember the old TV show Chuck? Yeah. There was a there was one where he had to play a video game and he had to listen to Rush's twenty one twelve and he's like I just need a copy of Rush's twenty one twelve and his friend Morgan goes oh that's all right I got it on my Zoom in my car and he goes really he goes nah I'm just messing with it. it's on my iPad and <laughs> <On> my iPod <laughs> it's just like that's a funny joke yeah but then they give him a Zoom and, and T for Tillerman is on there I don't know why someone has a Zoom with with Cat Stevens on it yeah well it came preloaded uh, oh like the it, uh, like, like the U two uh, yeah. album on the on everyone's yeah. iPhones Zuropa's on everyone's iPhones. But T for Tillerman's on everyone's Zune. Exactly. <laughs> Who owned the Zune? It's like Kevin. <laughs> exactly. It's a great song. <laughs> I like that song. I, well, it's a good song, but it's so on the nose at this point in the movie. It is. It's well, like they should, yeah. if, if, if the only way it could be more on the nose would it was just like Peter realized his father was Yondu <laughs> all along. You know, it's like that's the only way it could have been more on the nose. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know. So then, with the movie's over, um, Rocket also realizes that, that he's kind of a jerk. I think that was another moral yeah, of the story. I, I guess. Then they have the first of five multiple endings of this movie. <sighs> um, just to go through some of them, <laughs> Sean Gunn with the with the the fin thing that was just for comic relief. That doesn't really mean anything. Um, there was the the Sovereign have created a special uh, per- member of their race called Adam. Yeah. That's Adam Warlock, who's another comic book character, who's yeah. figures big with Thanos and the Guardians of the Galaxy, so that's kind of important. All um, right. Uh, Stan Lee is on the moon with the Watchers. Oh, my God. that Every time that happened, I was so just angry. Yeah. Why was that? First of all, I've never enjoyed a Stan Lee cameo. I, it's, they're all stupid and really <laughs> distracting, and I don't know why they keep doing them. They just are obligated to keep doing them. Yeah, I think it's just this one has been them. just the most egregious. You're just like, why is he still here? Yeah. Why? Why are you going to regret it when do this? You're going to regret it when he dies in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> that man that long to wait. Aww. <laughs> That's he, 1,100 more Marvel movies. He he invented ego. The living planet, Kevin. He sure did. And then we also get Groot as a teenager. Yeah. He's going through puberty. That was or cute, Groot, I guess. Groot or B? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever tree puberty I is. I am Groot. <laughs> that was funny. That's what it should have done. No, he did. That oh, was, did his that voice was? cracked. Yeah. No, I didn't catch yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So that was I think the, I might be missing one. I think I'm missing You're missing one. The, the second scene with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. Where, where he, he gets... and the, all the other characters without names... Are like, let's go do some stuff. Okay, so just to give a little clarification on that, all yeah. of those people who were there 
were the original members of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Okay. So as I, I said, figured. I said on the last Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, none of the characters who are currently in the Guardians of the Galaxy were any members of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. The original Guardians of the Galaxy were like Starhawk and and Yondu was an original member, and they're all there except for that robot that was voiced by Miley Cyrus. I don't know why that was there for just some reason. There's another Marvel character huh. which is there. I'm just like Miley Cyrus. What are you doing in this movie? I didn't know that was Marvin Miley Cyrus. Yeah. You're a Muppet creation in and of yourself. <laughs> Uh, production notes. This is the fun part. This movie was greenlit before the first Guardians of the Galaxy even came out. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was like two days before they even announced, like, the trailer for the first one. They were like, okay, we're greenlighting the second one, which is now par for the course. And it was just actually um, uh, put out there that James Gunn will be directing the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which will come out after uh, the Avengers Infinity War, the second one. Which is now budgeted to have a billion dollar budget for the two movies. Ugh. A billion dollars, Kevin, for two movies. So that's five hundred million each. That is ridiculous. The most expensive movies ever made. <sighs> and about probably three hundred of that five hundred million per movie is going towards casting. Because <laughs> there are a thousand people in these movies. So this movie was was greenlit. Um, went went right into the uh, to the writing of it. There was nothing. Oh, and by the way, also James Gunn is going to be the first director to direct all three movies of a Marvel Cinematic Universe trilogy. Yeah, no one else has done that. Yeah, only person who came close was was uh, Favs during the Iron Man, but he didn't do it for the third one. He Shane Black did the third one. Right. James Gunn said that he wanted to kind of wrap up all the storylines from the first movie, which was mostly just about, you know, kind of the family stuff, Nebula and Gamora, yeah. Quill and his father, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff on there. And, you know, Baby Groot, of course, he had to put it out there, which the promotion level on Baby Groot is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, I know you no longer have cable TV. I do. Um, I watch a lot of children's TV. Every other commercial is for a Baby Groot product. It is ridiculous. Yikes. Yeah, and luckily I didn't. I didn't feel Baby Groot was too bad, but we'll, we could talk about that in a little bit. Thanos does not appear at all in this movie, though he's mentioned no. several times, which is kind of important. And neither is an Infinity Gem. Infinity Gem mentioned, but never seen on screen, which is also pretty unusual. James Gunn, I think, had a lot more leeway in writing this script than a lot of people do with the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the reason why we don't. This one's not very interconnected with the rest of the Marvel movies. This one actually takes place. Um, almost directly after the first movie. So this is still technically in, like, Marvel Phase 2, as opposed to wherever we are now. <laughs> right. Phase 15, wherever... Time time can pass a little differently, because we're elsewhere in the, uh, the yeah. universe. Um, you know, all the original cast members came back, including the two new ones. 
of course the big the big uh the the big casting coup is uh Pom as Mantis. Right. Uh, yes, we all know. Yeah, we we'll just call her Pom. Uh, yeah, no. The, um was was Kurt Russell of course as Ego. A lot of people they wanted to get a lot of different people in there. Kurt Russell was kind of a natural fit with not only the humor of James Gunn but kind of like the feel of the movies. It has a lot to do with uh, he's a good fit because there's so much about nostalgia in the movie. Like nostalgia plays such a role, and a lot of people are going to be able to watch this and be like, "Nah, Kurt Russell, like like we were doing, yeah, yeah. like yay, yeah. he's in a lot of movies I like." Yeah. Well, I think I think that's yeah, you know, that's why it kind of fits. I mean, like you got to think about it. James Gunn comes from the Troma Studios, which which aped a ton off of like the John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. They just took Carpenter and said like, let's take away all sense of seriousness from John Carpenter movies and make our movies. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, Kurt Russell was was John Carpenter's Bobby D. Um, yeah, for the longest time, still is kind of a little bit. I don't know if Carpenter's still making stuff. I, I have <laughs> every no once idea. In a, every once in a while, you hear about like John Carpenter's Demons of the Damned. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, John right. Carpenter's still alive? I believe and he I, released an album. I text Kevin. And I'm like, John Carpenter's alive. <laughs> and you're like, really? <laughs> Didn't he die? Yeah, he died in the Twin Towers. <laughs> um, the, the, Dark. the one person who was really considered for the role before Kurt Russell was Matthew McConaughey, but he passed to do the Dark Tower, which looks, well, I shouldn't say it looks terrible, but it looks like it should be called 50 Ways to Reload Your Gun in a Cool Way. Yeah. Um, cowboy stuff. Cowboy stuff. Fantasy gives them cowboys. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Westworld the movie. <laughs> Got quite a rind on you. <laughs> um, you know, and um, I know that they wanted uh, James Gunn also talked about getting um, David Bowie as a uh, cameo uh, for this, but that didn't yeah. work out, of course, right. because he died. And mm-hmm. then uh, Benicio del Toro expressed interest in coming back. They weren't able to put him into there. And in fact, I think there was many. There was no, a couple. They did get that Howard the Duck cameo. They in. did get a Howard the Duck cameo in twice. There. I think. I think he's in there twice. No, he's only in there once. Uh, I think maybe I'm thinking of because he they they show him like. In the credits. In the credits, like, yeah. animated. Well, I mean, yeah. of course he's animated, but, like, a so, drawing. Because during the during the credits, they do the disco version of the Guardians of the Galaxy theme, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, they do... It's kind of a nod to the, the, the Miko Star Wars disco albums that they put out in the 70s and early 80s. Um, they would always do, like... They would have, like, Battlestar Galactica as done by Miko, and it would be, like, this disco beat underneath it. And that's what they did for this movie, of course, talking about the nostalgia of it. Sure. But since we are talking about the music... Which also David Hasselhoff having a cameo. Oh yeah, and he there. right, he sings. Yeah, he, he sings, sings the yeah. the little goofy song at the end. <laughs> yeah, the disco song. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the music. That's the that's the thing that people yeah. really care about with this movie. Yeah. Um, I really like the music. I like the choice of songs a lot. It's my favorite Fleetwood Mac song, "The yeah, Chain. Chain." Great yeah. song. Um, "Southern Nights" by Glenn Campbell, which yeah. is a cover of an you, Al- Alan. You Toussaint. love your Glenn, Glenn Campbell for I some do. odd reason. I don't. I I'm do. not a. I'm not a Glenn Campbell fan. Uh, but it's a Wichita good song. Lineman. I, you love. I love my Wichita lineman. Occasionally, Kevin texts me and he goes, "What's your favorite Glenn Campbell song, and why is it Wichita lineman?" <laughs> no, it's always which is it Wichita lineman or Galveston? Oh, okay. which is your favorite? It's one of them. You know, my my favorite thing. It is not Rhinestone Cowboy, although I do kind of like Rhinestone Cowboy too. But that's like a little too a uh, little too cheesy. As as I as I already mentioned, uh, Brandy by Looking Glass, which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yellow, Mister Mister uh, Bright Sky. I, I love Mister Blue Sky. Mister Blue, Blue Sky. I love that song. And uh, like that's the thing is like I'm not a huge ELO fan. No, I'm not either. Good singles band. Yeah, good singles. 
But I mean, Mr. Blue Sky is an amazing song. Yeah. Like, you can't help but like that song. Like, yeah. you hear that song. You're like, hey, let's listen to some ELO. And people are like, ELO, they suck. And then you're, <laughs> and you're like, like, no, no, no. <laughs> On the contrary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, come a little bit closer. I can't remember who does that off the top of my head. I could probably uh, look. Yeah, we could look it up, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Sam Cooke is on here. Yeah, well, Sam Cooke, yeah, of course. Um, I, thought it was that, I thought it was that new guy who just sounds like Sam Cooke. I can never remember his name. So, I was a little... <laughs> oh, and T for Tillerman by Cat Stevens, or you saw Father and Well, Father and Father Son and is the name yeah, of the song. Yeah, yeah. T for the Tillerman yeah. is the, the album from the 1970. Yeah. Um, I felt like... There was a lot of there were there were moments where the songs needed to oh, be Oh Lakeshore Drive by yeah, uh yeah. by uh by whatever Eliada Hayes James, Jeremiah yeah. which I actually found out that that song is not really well known uh it's apparently like a big song in the Midwest it's got Oh and Surrender by Cheap Trick yes. we forgot about how could we forget about I I wondered about when that they, because I know we get a lot of play here in the Chicago area because it is about Lake, Lake Shore, Shore Drive, Drive in Chicago. Yeah, and apparently, like James Gunn in an interview was saying that in the Midwest, it's kind of like like in the St. Louis where he grew up in the Chicago area or the the Illinois area. It's kind of a big song because mm-hmm. it, you know deals with Lake Shore Drive. It's not very well known, but I was like, everyone knows that song out here pretty yeah. much. If at least maybe not by name, but yeah. if you say the Lake Shore Drive song, most people know what that is. And uh, and when they started playing Surrender, did you say? This one comes off of my new record. <laughs> I did not. I did. But um, uh, we'll, we'll go back to so what you're I liked. Yeah. Uh, there were great moments where the songs were really obvious and they were playing, and you were like, "Oh, cool! This is a good use of this song." And then there were so many moments when they were like, "Hey, put on one of Peter's songs from his collection of songs," yeah. and then it would play, and you were like. Play something from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. Yeah. Rocket. I wasn't. You're like, yeah, okay. In this song, like. It just. It took me out of the movie. Yeah, like. Like, uh, um. Which was easy to do because I was sitting there next to uh, a baby in my car. Mr. Blue Sky was. uh, Even though it's a great song, it. That was the one part of the movie where I was just kind of like. Uh. Because it was so, like in your face with the baby Groot and it was like clever and funny and hey look what we could do with songs from 1977 yeah and I, but I, I still enjoyed it because I'm like no one can hate this song right the song is great the character is adorable yeah. it's fun and I actually liked the idea conceptually I really liked the idea of having a big battle something having right yeah. and then out of focus they're fighting a monster because I, there were no you stakes to that. You and it you don't was, need to see them cared. fight a big monster. Who cares? Yeah, no, exactly. They're and not going to do anything. Oh, th- that's th- kind of what the Marvel movies should be doing more of anyway, because the big, dumb CGI battle is always like the worst part, at least for us. It's like the yeah. part that I care the least about. Another great callback to that part is at the beginning where they're like, Hey, Drax, where's your your suit? And he's like, I don't like wearing it. It chafes my nipples. And then they put it on him at the end of the movie, and he goes, Oh, my nipples! <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I might have missed. So the first that's, few minutes of that was that's where it was a little touch and go because yeah. we were waiting for him to fall asleep and he wasn't quite doing it and it was like oh god. So I'm half watching it. I'm glad. That's why I was glad there was nothing important going on. Um, but I did hear the "ow my nipples" part, and I think I looked over at my wife and I was like, "Did he just say ow my nipples?" And she was like, "I think so." Yeah, because it was a we callback. We didn't get the callback. Yeah, because that's at, okay. At the beginning of the movie, he's they're asking like why he's not wearing his jetpack, and it's like <laughs> I don't. It chafes my nipples. I don't like. So it. so take my criticisms of this movie uh, with a grain of salt because I, I wasn't able to watch it as closely as I would have yeah. liked. Um, but yeah, I I think I kind of agree with you that sometimes the music. When the music was used properly, James Gunn is really, really, really good at using yeah. the music. And there were some great choices. Father and Son was a little on the nose, but yeah. you knew it was going to be because you knew what the movie was going to be about, and you saw Father and Son was going to be on the soundtrack, and you're like, they're going to play this in some <laughs> reference to, yeah. you know, and, uh, like, something about his father. And it's like, and the thing is with Cat Stevens, too, it's like Cat Stevens is that type of guy who goes like, sometimes a father leaves his son. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> right. it's like, did he write this like for some very, very specific <laughs> thing? Right. Like he knew Cat Stevens is still, yeah, he's still alive. The like, 60s are over. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a terrible impression, by the way, of Cat Stevens, because, you know. <laughs> please, please. Yusuf Islam. Yes. And the cats in the cradle <laughs> with the silver spoon. That's not they, even a Cat Stevens I know, song, though, like, but why it's did okay. They, why did they have they that movie in that, that song? <laughs> well, see, that's what someone with maybe uh, more mainstream or less eclectic, let's say, tasted music would have come up with. They're like, what's that song about fathers and sons that was an old song? Yeah, let's do that one. Well, what I would have liked, what I, okay, if I, given me and I would have made a joke out of it, I would have had him put on the zune and he would have started playing it and the cats in the right. crib and he would just been like, like he's like crying and he's like this this is too on the nose right. and then he yeah. switches no yeah <laughs> <laughs> he starts to tear up he's like no right. no 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 and then he puts on the the fathers and sons songs he's like yeah, oh, harry chapin <laughs> actually if it's someone's zune it probably would have been like labeled wrong as cat stevens because it came from napster or something you know <laughs> no it would have been like audio galaxy <laughs> right like, like LimeWire. Cats in the Cradle by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> no, I don't think this is a Bruce Springsteen it been, song. It would have been Snoop Dogg because everything was labeled as Snoop Dogg. Every rap album was labeled as Snoop Dogg. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um. Yeah. Anyway, um, don't we also? My sweet lord, uh, George Harrison. Ah, yes. Uh, Jay and the Americans did come a little bit closer. <laughs> I, had, I, I made a joke when they did that when he got to the planet when <laughs> when my sweet lord was playing and they land and he's walking into the big thing and I go, oh great, he's a Krishna. <laughs> my and another another song that I actually kind of liked the moment. It was one of those ones where it's like just put on some of Quinn's old music. Um, Wham Bam Shang Lang oh, by yeah. Silver, where he's like soup, soup, <laughs> Shang Lang. I was just like, that's something that I would be doing. Right. You know, Kevin's walking around going soup, soup. It works. <laughs> um, it was fine. Soundtrack was good. Flashlight by Parliament that was played over the yeah. Uh, Guardians Inferno uh, with David Hasselhoff. And uh, also, Facts on the Run by Sweet was, which was only in the trailer, which is an amazing song. Yeah, I like that. Not a song I was familiar with. Yeah, I really, I as far as Sweet goes, I and I think most people only really know Ballroom ball Blitz. Blitz yeah. So that was good to hear something else from them. I like. Yeah, it. um, and as I say, I I think I enjoyed the song selection in this movie better than the first one. I think the first one had a little bit more of a of a kind of a, a theme going to it. Mm. It was more of that golden oldies style. Right. This one was a little bit all over the place when it came to you know uh, genre and style. 
But I th- and it ran the gamut of the decade. I mean, there was stuff from set nineteen seventy yeah. all the way up through seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah, Mister Blue Sky is probably the latest one on there. That one is uh, seventy seven. Yeah. Same as like Surrender. Okay, Surre- and, yeah, Surrender. Uh, would Flashlight is also around that time. So, yeah. but st- still, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's yeah, a lot of that on your Zoom. It's all over the place in that one, but I think it, it did really good. Okay, so we we covered the soundtrack and production. Let's talk Guardians of the Galaxy. What are some of your thoughts on it? I mean, we covered a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, they CGI'd the hell out of this thing. And it, it was really CG. I, I was torn because so much of it was really beautifully done and really nice to look at. And I love the production design on Rocket. I think he looks great. Um, he looks very real in a way that a lot of like the settings did not like every time it was very action oriented there'd be some explosion and the characters would go flying and they'd like land on rocks but you never felt it you know what i mean like they're just landing on digital stuff yeah. they're landing on software i think and- one of the things that was one of the reasons why is because unlike most movies that do a lot of cgi it was all done in the daylight there was a lot of it was bright lights so everything you could really see how fake the cg was yeah well but even the stuff that was in the interiors like in the inside of the planet you know was still just like uh, there was no i never really cared what was going on i kind of tuned out of like most of the big action stuff because it's just like because kurt russell makes a big rock guy and then chris pratt makes a big rock pack man yeah they really he was great on screen for that whole first part and then they're like and by the way i'm evil and you're like whoa kurt russell's evil and now he's gone and it's all just kind of silly well you know what i and they, he just didn't really give him much else to do after those couple scenes that was disappointing well i think i well, you know once he the, the the turning point is of course where he mentions that he mentions casually that he gave Star Lord's <laughs> mom brain cancer. Um, but it'll do it. And I think before then, I think Kurt Russell did a really amazing job. I think, and and this is not a very high bar, but I think he's one of the better Marvel villains mm. in terms of, or like antagonists. I shouldn't say villain because he's not really a villain. He's a god, and he's got his own godly ways. Like it's you know we're we're being very um, immortal. Uh, immortalist if we're like anti, you know like <laughs> right. he's his own plans like we're mortal we can't think on his level blah 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 we yeah. just happen to not like what he's doing sure so, you know that's the reason yeah and it, it, that's fine we we can have that as a, as a plot point it works it's just you know um after that he's it's really just a bunch of people yelling at each other yeah you know it's like yeah there was a lot of forced conflict i thought like peter peter quill's whole thing of just like like they're like at first they're they're gonna go with him and Gamora is like look if he turns out to be evil we'll kill him uh we'll kill him and so he's like that's great that's super fun because they go into this very winking knowing yeah. like something's up and I buy and it, and it, you know and it makes sense for the plot that like okay he starts to like he oh, buys into I, it I'm buying yeah. into it this is awesome and he's getting powers and so this is super cool but. He goes from, z- like, zero to, like, you're just jealous of me and my dad's awesome relationship for, like, immediately. And yeah. she just, like, leaves and is like, okay, you're being a dick. And, like, 
on the one level, you're like, okay, fine, but you're like, ah, oh, that's just and like the whole thing with him and Rocket that never really gets resolved, where I, they're butting heads, and I then it's like, okay, a, we're gonna just keep doing that, I guess. There's a lot of emotional reversal very quickly in this movie. There's yeah. a lot of that. The 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 Quill and his father, the uh, Rocket with uh, or or Yandu, um, kind of like like where did this whole thing with with Yandu and Quill like how did that whole thing like at the very end. Like, where I was like, oh, they're going to do this where he sacrifices himself for quote-unquote realizes right. that he's his father the entire time. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine, but they didn't really do anything to kind of push that for a while. No. I, yeah, they didn't They didn't set that up in, uh, properly. No. They, they, I don't know. They, they, you, have I, to, you have to infer a lot yeah. to make sense of that. And Which you can do. They set up enough clues that you can make that. But I think that was one of those ones where you really have to spell it out for the audience as opposed to making it super subtle. Or if you do make it subtle, you make it subtle in such a way that I I, I can't even think of an easier way to do that. Yeah. um, I I, I just – I didn't really care about, (laughs) you know, his – it, not not his not their relationship just that it was like and his big sacrifice and you're like because yeah. again you you well, saw it kind of coming and well, you're like okay and there's that and there's the, that thing that Yandu gets kicked was has been kicked out of the Ravagers for a while we haven't known that and that uh, you know you're never gonna burn in the lights creation and blah 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 at your funeral and blah 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 yeah. and then so when he dies they do that and all the Ravagers come and they give him a Ravager funeral you know it's supposed to be this big thing and you're like. He still dealt in children that were killed by <laughs> ego. Lots and lots of children. This movie um, tries to have it both ways, especially with the death stuff and yeah. the body count, um, because you've got the 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 core group who I think the characters are still great. Um, yeah. I love the way that they interact for the most part. I think that's should have been the focus. I think and Dave- when that fell away oh. and became. Uh, the action stuff more so, and yeah. just characters kind of flailing around shooting at things. Um, that's when I I started to lose interest. Um, but it tries to have it both ways. I think where um, you've got you know laughing in the face of danger, and you're like this reckless mentality that they have, where they're they're nothing's going to happen to them because. They're the, they're they're part, the guardians of the galaxy, they're the protagonists, right? <laughs> right. Um, and nothing's going to happen to them, and they're going to be quippy, and they're going to, and we're going to laugh along, and it's going to be super fun. And then, like two seconds later, Michael Rooker murders fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> What's Michael Rooker? And you're like, what he was is Hen- happening right he now? He was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He was. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. And then there's also like, but that's what I'm saying is like that doesn't bother me as much as like some emotional like the the one of the things that that James Gunn said going into this movie is like this movie blows the the bechamel test out of the water, um, <laughs> the cheese test, the cheese test, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> uh, and it's like you know, there's a lot of stuff between Nebula and Gamora, which is fine. Yeah, there's really not though. It's but it's not. I like, had that in the back of my mind too, and I'm not judging the movie on that. No, but. Yeah, I, I mean, he's tried to act like he was setting that bar, and I don't think that it happened. I, you know, he did do... I mean, it's nice to have two female characters in a Marvel movie. <laughs> right. You know, that... And they're both <laughs> capable, and they talk to each other. Yeah, and they have a nice fight sequence, and, uh, and you know, it, uh, then they find out a room full of bones. 
But right, you know, I just don't. I just feel like their their whole relationship just got resolved so easily. All you have to do is crash a spaceship into a planet, and that's all you have to do to reconcile with family members. Yeah, as as Joe's rule on family goes, family's good for only family only wants two things: money and vital organs. Mm. That's the only two things that family ever wants from you. Yeah. So that's. I think it was fine, but and the, the whole theme of this movie was about family reconciliation. And it, and then it turns out that, oh, your real family is the Guardians of the Galaxy this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. We all could have saved a lot of time and just told you that at the beginning of the movie. Right. I mean, is it, isn't that how the first movie ended? <laughs> kind of, a little bit. Like, we're all a family, and this is great, yeah. and we're going to look out for each other, and let's yeah. go on adventures. Yeah. I, I think I think we're being a little nitpicky here. Um, it's a, the, yeah. In most cases. Because... Uh, Overall, overall, the movie was very fun to watch. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't, um, you know, this the the leaps in logic that we're making here are the, are those Marvel things that I like to talk about, where it's like, look over here, look over here, look over here, look over here. Yeah. And then the second you stop looking over there and you start analyzing what's going on in the other corner, you're like, oh wait, this doesn't make total sense. <laughs> this one was much better than say like Doctor Strange in terms of that. Oh yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy did a lot of look over here, look over here, look over here, and you look over here and you go, well, that doesn't make a ton of sense. It makes sense, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um the only and the only performance that I really was kind of like me with was uh I thought Dave Batista's Drax was a little too over the top this time. Yeah. I kind of like he wasn't he wasn't as menacing <sighs> enough. He was more he was too much comic relief, which yeah. I think I think that took away from... He had a little too much of a sense of humor now. Yeah. It, it's nice to see that as a character, as character. evolution, yeah. I guess, but yeah, it didn't... Nah. Yeah. I don't know what it... I don't know if it if it made sense. Yeah, I mean, I still enjoy the character, and I think I think the... I also think the fact that they put a lot of his funnier bits in the trailer hurt that part. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, yeah, overall, I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it fine. That's all as you could, well. That's all you could say. So some comic book news. Sorry, that's my family upstairs. They're <laughs> yeah. all hopped up on the cookie dough. Hopped up on goofballs. Hopped up on goofballs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got a lot of trailer stuff that's happened in the in the in the couple trailers weeks. Trailers have dropped. Um, Thor Ragnarok is probably the biggest one. That trailer was amazing. Um, you know, and we're we are probably the two hardest critics on Thor. Yeah, I mean, which I find baffling because so that people like Thor that much. Mm. Um, fantastic. It's, uh, you know... Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, and I finally watched uh, Taika Waititi's movie... Um, Hunt for the Wilder Hold People. Hunt for the Wilder People, which I inc- enjoyed incredibly. Yeah. I like all of his movies. Very funny. I, I rewatched uh, What We Do in the Shadows yes. recently as well. Still the best. Still it's great. Still amazing. <laughs> um, I... 
the trailer, I think, captures a level of humor that we saw in those little Thor shorts with his roommate. I wondered about that, too. I was wondering about that today, actually, because I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I wonder if that's, like, are they, like, let's make Thor... Like let's make that like let's make the movies really funny like funnier than they were and then let's also make Thor kind of dumb like I, I, I think he always was a little bit but like like it was more, his his dumbness was more of like the fish out of water yeah. like I don't know how Earth works well and I think I think what 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 Taika Waititi did is he found Thor's voice yeah yeah maybe um, which. Which no one had d- done. I mean, you think about it. Thor was like a supporting character in his movies. Oh yeah. In terms of like, like what's Thor doing this time? And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go do this. Okay. Yeah. Now they've actually given him a sense of humor. You see that come out a little bit in the trailer. Um, you know, best use of immigrant song since uh, <laughs> was it the girl with the dragon tattoo? <laughs> Finally using some Zeppelin. But I, I th- but I think the one in the girl with the dragon tattoo was uh, Eddie Vedder covering Ew. the immigrant song. I don't even remember that. I I believe you though. Um, but yeah, and they of course the graphics are all like I said that I said it's the best Masters of the Universe movie that it's the Masters <laughs> of the Universe movie I always wanted. And of course we get Jeff Goldblum as the big bad, which yeah. is. He also had a little cameo at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You see him oh. in the in the credits. Oh, uh, I think I must have missed that. And that's uh, our Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, can't wait for that. All right. So other trailers. Um, well, uh, Wonder Woman's dropping in two weeks or three weeks. It's coming soon. I think it's yeah. three weeks. Very uh, soon. June I think 2nd. it's just the week after Sp- Spider Man. No, it's June second. It's the same weekend. Ah, right. Yeah. Yes. It's the same weekend. That's right. As, Spider-Man is uh, yeah. July. Sorry. Yeah, Spider-Man is July. Um, yeah. The, uh, something else back to back there. Um, well, I'll talk about the Spider-Man trailer. Um, Spider-Man trailer, it's probably the entire movie, so just go watch the trailer, and that's pretty much all I you need. I did see that. Yeah. That one I saw, and I was a little uh, like, okay. All right. Yeah, it's okay. What are we doing here? To, yeah. Like nothing Spider-Man different. Movie. It's the entire movie. That was one of the cool things that I liked about the Guardians of the Galaxy is that it was a lot from the beginning of the movie in the trailer and a little bit from the end of the movie in the trailer, but there was none of that middle stuff. Like, I had no idea yeah. what I was expecting with that. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, Spider-Man trailer gave it all away. I mean, that was your, that was like, you know, like, why am, am I going to, you know, pay for the cow when I can get the sex for free? Um <laughs> That's that's a Kevin Smith that's, joke. Um but yeah, that's that's the uh that's I'm kind of wondering about that one. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of sad that for the Marvel's big pushes, I'm actually more excited for a Thor movie than the other one. Yeah. Um we already kind of talked about the the Avengers having the 500 billion dollar budget, the 1 billion dollar budget. That's crazy. That's in as I say, the majority of that's going towards you know, the getting payday. these people, yeah, yeah. one Ev- more movie yeah. on their contracts. Everyone's going to be in that in those. Um, then we, you know, the Wonder Woman trailer, of course. Uh, the Wonder Woman's dropping. Um, could be good. I'm, I'm, I'm still cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I'll I mean, go see it. Can't wait to see Wonder Woman fight the Kaiser. Yes, because that's you know that's what everyone's been dying for. Do we know how long that movie's going to be yet? Five hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be five hours it's gonna actually be four years it's gonna be the entire course of world war one <laughs> you would love that i actually. would love that <laughs> really parse you know what though okay so you know for those who listen to- uh imdb is showing two hours 21 minutes 221 
That's, that's a long time to sit in my car. That's a long time to sit in the car. Um, <laughs> for those who, who listen to Game Classy, they know that I, I love playing historical war games and stuff like that. And I, you know, I love World War II stuff and all that. I cannot. I, I don't want to see Dunkirk. I'm going to go see yeah. it. I'm going to put myself through Dunkirk. The My hatred, or I shouldn't say hatred, my just not, my, it's, I, I don't know what I got, my, my distaste for Christopher Nolan movies is really making me not want to go see Dunkirk. Yeah. Because how long is Dunkirk going to be? Five hours, six hours. It's longer than the entire Dunkirk battle last. IMDb does not have that uh, just yet, but it's because their meter only goes up so far. But from... Harry Styles is in that movie. Yes, he's, he is. He's one of them. And Harry Shapin, heartthrobs. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Harry Shapin, singer of Born to Run. <laughs> I'm just everything's. You're going back to the Springsteen. The, yeah, yeah, that was a call. And uh, finally, they did release a full length trailer for. The Defenders, the Netflix show. Yes. Um, and I did want to talk a little bit about Iron Fist before the end of this podcast. How far did you get? I finished it. You did? Yes. I put I, I put myself through it and I finished it. You did the work. I did the work. Good I did for you. Yeah. So, Punch man. So the Defenders trailer looks great. Mm-hmm. However, when you sit there and analyze it, you realize they took all the crappiest parts from all the Marvel shows on Netflix <laughs> and they put them together. Electra from Daredevil. Yeah. Luke Cage from Luke Cage, <laughs> you know, um, Iron Fist, everything having to do with Iron Fist. Yeah. And Jessica Jones, well, not really bad with that show. No. I mean, but I mean, like, I was just like, well, you, you know, uh, uh, Luke Cage, he was arguably the weakest part of that show. The villains were the fun part of that he show. He was the least fun thing Think to about, watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daredevil, that second season with Elektra. I, I ha- didn't love it. I went back and I watched the first season over again. I love it. Um, the second season, I, anything that has the Punisher in it, I will watch. Yeah. But that Electra storyline was awful. Yeah. Um, still, they're still doing a Punisher show, right? Yeah, they yeah, they actually already started filming it. Okay. Um, however, Power and uh, Iron Fist. Let's yeah. talk about Iron Fist. You made it through how many episodes? Three? Three. <laughs> Maybe four. That I don't show know. is awful. I got through the first two episodes, and I was like, I'm not but Kevin, sure anything but Kevin, happened yet. But Kevin, what will Danny think about this? <sighs> How many times did I have to hear that in that show? How many boardroom scenes? Because that's what I want in a kung fu TV show is boardroom scenes without the main character in there. More like boardroom. <laughs> it doesn't work in, in no, uh, It doesn't work in audio. Yeah, yeah. in audio. Yeah, the uh, that show... No, normally I, I make my wife sit through a Marvel show, <laughs> yeah. just you know, just because like I'm like we have to do this sure. together. I wouldn't I wouldn't subject anybody to that show. That show makes no sense. Like even the stuff that you want to like be like, oh, this is great, this is fun. It's bad. It's really slow, the, and it there, was just a lot of like, oh my god, just I get it. To quote Mystery Science Theater three thousands episode Werewolf. Plot twist brought to you by Tube Worm. <laughs> there were twists in that show where I was like, oh. Yeah. That show didn't know what it wanted to do. It was all over the place. The Danny Rand. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I thought I stopped watching Arrow. <laughs> Why am I watching Arrow again? Loris Tyrell does not know how to do kung fu. He was doing like Jim Kata kung fu. <laughs> Like, stuff that would have flown in, in, in canon films, but is not going to fly on Netflix. When Netflix just gave me, 
you know, Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, three shows in three seasons of shows that I loved. Yeah. As I say, Daredevil season two, I'll give mixed reviews to. It wasn't terrible, but I'd give it a solid like B minus. Yeah. Oh, well, the first season of Daredevil, I'd give it like an A too. Eh, maybe an A minus. But the but yeah, this show was was bad. I don't know if I could watch a second season of it unless they did a complete three sixty. I mean, like the the and the entire season was him like how do I you know and he loses his kung fu his, his iron fist powers halfway through the season he's like oh I lost my powers I'm like you never had your powers <laughs> to begin with you haven't really done anything yeah like I would I wanted him to come out like like you know like playing some Zeppelin going crazy on there and they're like oh he's gonna be listening to some like early nineties rap because that's what happens when he got lost in kung in Tibet yeah you know he or two thousand early two thousands yeah you know which I was okay with that but it was like I don't. I think I only ever heard one song. Exactly, Maybe they did there it for were like more later. Yeah, they did it for like one tiny little. They played like, an Outcast song twice, <laughs> the same song, which is a good song. But was it? I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, it was so fresh and so clean. Oh yeah, yeah, from the same album though. Oh yeah, good song. Um, and I think the yeah, lead characters wrong. and the, the romantic characters. I think it's a different one now. Had no, um, no, no, no chemistry. They're all terrible. Yeah. The, everyone David was Wenham just... shows up, and you're just like, oh, David Wenham's going to save this show. No. No. He's going to just say, I'm kind of evil. <laughs> it's... I'm corporate evil. I'm corporate evil. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, oh, he was saved by the hand. Yeah. And came back. But it's like... Who who cares? Yeah, it's a none know. of it makes any sense. The show meanders. It's it's there's no through line to it. It it oh feels like and they kept flashing back to the plane crash. Yeah, and you're like, I get it. You shot this, and you he'd flash back to it four times. I I must have seen. I only watched three or four episodes, and I must have seen that plane crash. Like 18 times, because they yeah. just kept showing it. And it does not get any, any better. Yeah, none that's, of the that's kung, why I didn't bother. None of the kung fu <laughs> is is worth watching. Um, the fight choreography is terrible. Yeah. The cinematography is terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that if he's in the Defenders, not only will the ensemble help, but also maybe like giving a different director and some different writers with him might help that character. Yeah, maybe. Um, because he is so unlikable. <laughs> so unlikable. And then they're like, well, Danny, you're no longer the CEO of this company. You've gotten kicked out. And it's like, he's like, uh, that that's fine. I haven't done anything with this company. But then like the whole first episode, he's like, I got to get my company back. Right. It's, I didn't understand what he was doing the whole time. As soon as he shows up, it's like, what does he want? It was That, that show should be called If Batman Was Stupid.
right, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, final thoughts. What are your, what's your grade? Uh, I'm gonna give it a B. I liked it fine. Yeah. Um, it did a lot of the, yeah, all of my criticisms are more of just uh, what you wanted more of was the characters being the characters. The characters should have been front and center on this thing. Put them against a colorful drap backdrop. Ego, the Living Planet, is a great concept for this movie because, like, yeah, embrace the goofiness. Yeah. You know, really dig into that. You know, deep bench of characters from you know eighty years of comic book history that you could just play around with. Uh, that's awesome. Like, do that. Yeah. Have it be silly. Have it be colorful. It can be CG. Of course, it's going to be CG. I mean, it's like, it's literally would be like my dream as a filmmaker, <laughs> if I was a filmmaker, to be able to give this deep bench of all these Marvel comic book characters that nobody wants to touch. Yeah. Nobody's touching any of the celestial Marvel comic characters. Given, like, you know, after especially after the first movie, you have all the money in the world to get whatever soundtrack you want. Yeah. It, like you, like I said, right. Kevin, I want you to pick out the soundtrack for me. And, yeah. I, and I'd be like, I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> you went too deep, Kevin. You, you went, went too deep. deep. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Fun when they were, when the, when the characters were doing, were being, were bouncing off of each other and quipping. And yeah. like, I feel like Star-Lord was like, he's just kind of a jerk. Like he wasn't nearly as fun to watch as he was in the first movie. Yeah. I kind of felt that too. And he needed to carry it. And I felt like Rocket and Groot's relationship was maybe a little bit, he didn't seem like he knew as much about him. Like they had worked together this whole time and they were like, you know, buddies. They were like yeah. partners in this whole thing. And then now it's like, yeah, he was almost like a nuisance, yeah. you know? Like, well, I don't he's, know. A, he's a child. You you would appreciate I that. I do appreciate yeah. that now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like it didn't quite have the handle on the characters that I wanted, and it was a little... It, and it just... When you get to that ending, and it's just a big CGI... But that's par for the fest. That's par for the course at this point. Yeah, like you almost I know, have but to. But it shouldn't be because this should. This oh god, I'm destroying your dragon. I'm sorry. <laughs> this of all <laughs> out of context quotes from Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's anybody who's listened to any of this show would not be surprised to find out that <laughs> I have a there dragon. are dragons all around me right now, and I accidentally knocked one all over. All around me are plastic dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I, this is the movie where that should not have been the case like yeah, yeah they're gonna have a big goofy cgi I mean, like, space battle and at first that was fine yeah like they were because they kept re making references to like asteroid and stuff <laughs> and it was like old video games and they're like yeah this is fun and then when they're jumping around and then like they asked me to worry that you know oh are they gonna make it out of there like, well, of course they're going to make it out of there. And I'm not, you know, the stakes are never, like, these are the characters that before were, like, laughing in the face of, you know, the big space war. of of danger. Um, and laughing as they were, like, had the armada, you know, after yeah. them. And they were, now all of a sudden they're like, are we going to get this bomb out? And it's like, oh, no, we're all doomed. It was like trying to be the end of Toy Story 3, you know, oh, where no. they're all. <laughs> the end of Toy Story 3, though, you're like, oh, man. That's they, what they, they might not make it. <laughs> that's what they thought maybe they were doing. Yeah. Maybe. 
And well, it you wasn't can't, even close. You can't announce Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and then have us worry about what's <laughs> happening in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's not like I was like, they should have killed Rocket or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was never going to be that. But there, were, I j- there weren't really any stakes. I like it when, when uh, Mantis called uh, Rocket the angry puppy. <laughs> Can I pet your puppy? He's adorable. And he goes, yes. <laughs> and, then she, and then he bites her and he laughs. It was that a practical was, joke. I just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was some very good quotable no, I mean, stuff. Like, I think, I think the joke, the major, no, you know what? All of the jokes hit. I don't think there was any jokes that I was not like. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bad sure. joke. Like, I thought, like, I thought the script was was fairly tight for a Marvel movie. I mean, trust me, especially going back watching Doctor Strange, you're just like, man, that's that that movie is. That movie is is magic, and then it makes you realize it's a it might, makes you think it's a much better movie than it actually is. Yeah, um, I think the directing in this movie is is pretty fantastic. I think James Gunn has such an eye for this type of movie that it's kind of amazing that he hasn't done anything big budgets before. You know, like yeah, or since like he really hasn't done anything between the two movies. He kind of just went from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him doing avengers like i know i know it's the 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 brothers who are doing the, the avengers Russos, movies. Yeah. the russo i was gonna say the shaw brothers <laughs> to see a shaw brothers avengers movie now that would be something um i gave i gave i'll give the movie a, a b plus i'm gonna go a little bit higher than you um i think i i think on the the guardians of the galaxy i think i gave an a2 i think you gave an a minus two yeah i think uh, so um probably i'll stick with that a but i think most people have kind of like they're either kind of the movie's either slightly better than the original or slightly worse than the original. Most people like that's kind of the consensus I'm getting from people. No one's saying that it's like terrible and no right. one's saying that it's like fantastic. Like a best Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. But it's like it's either slightly better or slightly worse than the original. And I think that kind of holds up. That's why I say I give it a B plus. Yeah. I think there are, I think it has some flaws in it. Mm-hmm. But it's also the second movie, and we as we all know, sequels rarely are ever more impressive than the first actually marvel movies have actually been the, the captain america ones have been steadily getting better those are the ones i think that have been getting better the, yeah the, well the and others Re- maybe not so much thor the dark world was better than the original thor but that's not saying much uh, yeah marginally marginally they're both pretty bad yeah <laughs> as we know as listeners of this show know yeah and uh but who oh, know, well. you know who knows not not every not every sequel could be godfather 2 no. or the empire strikes back mm-hmm so this movie kind of tried to be The Empire Strikes Back. A lot of father and son stuff. Um, all right, so go to planetarbitrary.com for your planet arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at Planet Arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... Uh, at K. White says... Like our Facebook page, base, backslash comic book logic. Best way you can help out the podcast is like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can also listen to our sister podcast, Game Classy Podcast, which is all about tabletop gaming. Posts opposite this uh, podcast. There's also a Play On podcast, a.k.a. Pat's Retro Video Game Review Podcast, which is all about the video games, where they talk about stuff like Nintendo Switch and uh, video games, controllers, AC adapters, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) things like that. Yeah. Um, And also, there's Weeb Town also on the Planet Arbitrary, which is all about all things Japan, mostly anime stuff like that. Mm. All right, so Kevin, uh, what do we got coming up next? I have no idea. Well, let's let's take a let's take a quick uh, gander at the. Uh, uh, I don't believe there's anything coming out, so I think we have a nice gap. 
Yeah, because this in is between gonna, this, this and Wonder Woman. This will be coming out on the twenty first. So yeah, I think actually Wonder Woman would be our next podcast. Oh, would it be? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well. It might be week of. Ooh. Might might be cutting it close. That's on that one. true. My uh, I just realized because we got all thrown off, my schedule is off. No, so yeah. So technically, this will post what I wrote. Yeah. From, from today, I'll post next when next weekend. You want to post? You know what? I was going to post it tomorrow. No, you want to post it tomorrow? No, because I I got game classy this today. Oh, so, okay. Come on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it'll give people about a week to see the movie. So good deal. All right. So uh, until Wonder Woman, Kevin. I am Groot. Comic, Bullet. logic. <laughs>